ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, Free Game Productions, Free Game. I'm here with Jeff Ebert and then Justin McLafferty, um, creators of Zero to 100. And then I'm just going to let them introduce themselves and such an amazing experience we're going to get into. But yeah, first, first off, so great to see you, Luke and Danielle. Um, last time that we saw each other was probably, what, five months ago in February, six months ago. And um, having you guys back here in Long Island has... It felt like we picked up right where we left off, you know, going yeah. right into a deep conversation and uh, it's uh, the death of the relationship, you know. So uh, my name is Justin McClafferty from Long Island, New York. Um, Jeff and I have known each other for probably for about seven, eight years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, built a connection over common interest and alignment and common goals and, you know, deep, you know, meaningful connection and and hard conversations, you know? So I think that's kind of what, you know, strengthened our bond. Yeah. I'm uh, Jeff Ebert from Manorville, New York. And um, yeah, I, you know, to start this, the biggest thing I think for us was just to, to open ourselves up to something mm. different, right? Like, I think we all feel like a little stuck at some point and like we're getting, and we don't know how to get out of it, you know? And, um, I wanted to like get out of this funk to say the least to get out of it you know mm-hmm. so uh just like anybody else i need i needed something so we decided to to do this you know but i think there's a lot more than just this right the- so what this is is just kind of give it i'm gonna let justin give an awesome overview but what this is is we met at sauna mm-hmm. poppy and harrison shout out to built to breathe sauna poppy brands they hosted a winter wonderland adult ice camp yeah <laughs> sleep away whatever you want to call it and honestly shout out to i like to think of it like the godfather jesse itzler mm-hmm. who introduced me to those guys you guys met those guys through jesse mm-hmm. um and they hosted this amazing retreat and the last thing they said at the end was like you know take this torch and carry it with you i remember jeff saying and we talked about this yesterday was i remember you being like like your eyes up and you're like we could do this back home mm-hmm and then as Justin's been talking about when Jeff says that he just does that oh Jeff's a doer <laughs> yeah if you get, if you say okay go ahead I'm gonna do it I think I think the sauna was ordered on the plane ride home before <laughs> we got home I tried uh, the original yeah. one wasn't the one I wanted so I was like alright we gotta figure something else out so Justin you wanna explain somebody that's coming to 0 to 100 yeah yeah, great question. Uh, and then I absolutely want to acknowledge Sona, Poppy, Harrison, Klein, Matt Arends, and Jake Paterno and them um, for bringing us together and, you know, giving us, you know, the the tools to carry on and bring it to New York, back home from, from Minnesota. But zero to 100, um, you know, the goal is is to introduce people to practices that have changed Jeff and I's, uh, both of our lives when it comes to cold water therapy, sauna, um, breath work and glass walking and soon to be fire walking um, things that have impact Which Jeff is licensed for on a side note yes yeah, yeah. Jeff, yeah. Jeff we gotta get a, a still picture in and we'll put that up there yeah, yeah. Um, and utilize these practices for a number of reasons one to understand and how to deal with life on life's terms right we put people in what we call involuntary we, I'm sorry, we put people in what we call voluntary stressful situations to learn how to manage their stress levels and how to navigate their mind. And when life on life's terms shows up, things happen in what we call involuntary stressful situations that they can use the tools that they learn, whether it's in the ice or holding the breath on empty lungs or getting ready to step on glass to help navigate that. And what we found is, you know, we when it comes to people coming together, we, we, our goal is to build a community of people and, you know, a, a space that is created through love, connection and vulnerability. And what that does is allows people to find their authentic self, you know, or if they're currently or start their spiritual journey or internal work. Uh, allow people to um, learn to accept who their authentic self is. You know, I think uh, a lot of the times that I say when we when we start these intros with our 
with everyone is we tend to bring our representatives for when we meet people. I love that term. I, I learned that from them yesterday. Yeah. And, and what that means is we bring the person who you, we think you're going to like and what you're going to accept. And in that moment, we're compensating our morals, our values, and our belief in order to be accepted. And, um, you know, we want to create a space where people can feel loved, seen, and heard for who they are. You know, and it takes time. It takes practice. You know, there's always resistance there. And what we find is like through the breath work, right? Like it takes us out of our mind and into our body, you know, and allows us to feel these feelings and, you know, encouraging people. What is also a beautiful thing that comes out of Zero Hundred with the community is you're utilizing community of people that help each other push past perceived limits, outside of your comfort zone is the person that you ultimately want to become and sometimes we can allow fear to get in the way of doing things that we want to do i would say all the time all the time it paralyzes us and sometimes we just need that support so whether it's getting in the ice or getting vulnerable and sharing where you're at what's on your heart or you know walking on glass so you know, revealing their authentic self, you know, building a community of people, introducing people, um, everyone to practices, I would say would be the, the core fundamentals of zero to hundred. And then, um, the science behind what going in the cold water, if people are familiar with it, um, you guys were explaining to me mm -hmm. the vagus nerve mm -hmm. to kind of paraphrase what, what I've now heard you say like a couple of times is, uh, never mind, I'm not going to do that. Do you, do you explain it? Cause I'm going to explain it wrong. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing that we're, we're doing with all these things, right? I mean, if you want to talk about the health benefits, like we're talking about, uh, could be weight loss, could be lack of it, like, uh, inflammation in the body, but most importantly, like the stress that we're putting our body under, we're training that, mm -hmm. right? So that, that nerve that comes from our brain into all parts of our body to be like, no. Like you can see when people go into the ice sometimes when they're just like their head just like, nope, and I and sometimes I have to be like yes, right, like yes, and like we're training and and it really all builds from the breath to control that, right? So how do we control everything that we do, right? You find yourself locked in a thought, and you're not breathing, right? So you got to breathe through it. So like it's important while we're getting stressed under this the vagus nerve, right? is to breathe through it and um you can manage it you and, know? and you I, could train it like a muscle mm -hmm. uh, yeah i like that so I, I think that that's really important for for everybody is just voluntarily putting yourself in shitty situations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then watching yourself rise through it and then i don't remember who said it i think one of you guys said it today is the way you build your self-esteem is by doing what you say you're going to do follow through with what you say you're going to do nothing crushes a soul more when you have an intention to do something and then not follow through. Like I'm gonna wake up and go to the gym at 5 a.m. and you sleep in, right? You know. But when you go up, there's there's so much empowerment that, like you said, that's the the way to build yourself with the seam is always following through what you say you're gonna do. We had a, a physicist on our podcast once, and he said the reason why things line up for me so much is because I'm coherent. And what he described as coherence, at least in like a living sense, is <clears throat> when what you say, do, and you're thoughts are all aligned mm. and that's like when you get like the synchronicities like the god wings the god nods whatever you want to call it um and then another i think great thing too is jeff i think you said it today is how you go into the ice or how you go into anything is how it receives you yes and like do you want to explain that so like uh one of the per first people that took me into the ice he says how his name is lenny yep and um he guided me through like a quick breath thing and then he's like listen how you go into the ice is how you will be received with the ice and i was like okay so if you go into something calm like the ice and allow that to go in you'll be calm while you're in there and we've seen that with numerous people like we've had one person um i turned my back for one second and uh he started to go in already but he went in because he wanted to do this masculine thing where I'm just going to muscle my way through this. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work because... By some things, you just can't. can't. Mm -hmm. And it's you're bringing chaos into there. So you're going to be chaotic while you're in there. So 
he, you know, luckily enough at that point though, you can be brought back. Like if you start to, to calm down a little bit and work with your breath and actually trust people, you know, and like that's a big thing that we're trying to build here also is, is building a trust. Yeah. And I think also to like to paint a picture for everyone, like envision yourself if you're, you know, amping yourself up, getting ready to go into the ice and like you jump into the ice fast, the water's moving, you may Mm -hmm. slip, you may lose your balance, right? Like we see people fall back and then more anxiety, more fear, you know, enters up and, and that's just not the way to do it. You know, like you said, Lenny, you know, a good friend of ours, uh, you know, has, like you said, goes into ice and high receive. If you go in calm, go in poise. And that's how the water will stay calm. So it allows you. And the goal is, is how are we handling stressful situations in real life, right? Like if you're in an argument with someone and you match them with yelling back, how does that, what is, what is the end result of that, right? It, it, go, it You yell back and forth, you know, but if you match them with calmness and taking a few breaths prior to an argument, there's a very different reaction, you know, and, that, and that's the hope of like, you know, teaching everyone to, you know, remain calm in stressful situations. Well, if you're trying to get to a resolution, it's hard to yell at somebody that's being calm. Right. If you're not trying to get a resolution and you're just trying to heighten things, it could actually make you even matter. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's just being, what are you being so calm right. for? Like, yeah. but that also shows you the person like that you're interacting with. Okay, maybe I still want to interact with this person. And 50 Cent talks about it. Um, he said, like, he really learned to let things go because, you know, somebody cuts him off. If he wants to react, that person's getting in a car accident anyways mm-hmm. today. He doesn't have to be the person that hit, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, it shows you if, if you can just calm yourself and be present. And then I'm thinking of, and I've, been, I've gone into the ice several times. I mean, we met doing the ice thing. Mm-hmm. I'm long, first time in a long time is yesterday. I jump in, I was right. in for a minute, I freaked out, jumped out. Uh, it, just, it was you and then you, yeah. Justin was like hey can I just help you with the breath and then it was like oh yeah and I know breath work and I know all these things mm-hmm. but if you don't consciously think about it when you go in it's just a different animal yeah. your, your reaction the way you play the game you said something um, like being present right and like that's another thing that I, I think what makes this so important is like just being available to be present in the moment like it forces you like the breath forces you to be in the moment the ice forces you to be in the moment and that sauna when it's cranking like it was today (laughs) it's forcing you to be in the moment and and some thoughts will come through but like it really brings you in and I, i think especially nowadays we get lost in nonsense yeah and and reacting to our initial thoughts based on emotion like how many times have we done something and 10 minutes later it's like wow i shouldn't have said that Mm. all the time time. i feel like you know everybody can identify with that and you know not utilizing the emotion that feels so strong at the moment maybe plausible yet untrue you know maybe you may have a right to feel that way but not the, the the reaction that you want to take and when you want to get out the second you jump in the ice or you want to breathe the second you're on a breath hold is those thoughts are going to come right we're powerless over our thoughts but our actions is what we have control over and just letting it pass and not holding on to attachment or judgment or action in stressful situations and then what it does too is i mean i got to witness it today yesterday we spoke about it at great detail but today we daniel and i got to be in the midst of it is you're now being the change you want to see in the world. Mm. So what's happening is every every weekend you guys do this, you obviously strengthen your vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. You know, spiritually, you get a little more enlightened, um, but then the community around you does, right? And then you don't, the ripple effects. Uh, Danielle and I talk about it all the time, especially in our, in our church, in our ceremonies, is, it's, I mean, mathematically it's proven with like the butterfly effect, but, you don't know what you're doing here because everything is, is entangled, like scientifically proven, the way that that happens. But what you can observably see is how the community that you're building changes. And then like you like you were talking about yesterday, your son sees you. Mm-hmm. And now he's seven? Yeah, he's seven. 
seven-year-old is now doing breath work and doing cold plunges like light years ahead of his peers but he can bring that to his friends which will then make a more enlightened group and then things will either go one or two ways for him either everybody will get more enlightened or he'll just be ahead of everybody either way it's a win mm-hmm. right and it's it's one of those things where like just by doing this and spreading this it's beautiful right and you can see how grateful the people are that were here like how has that been what kind of impact has that had on you guys so it's interesting because like it's this play on this masculine and feminine energy that we got going on and uh it's interesting to navigate that right um it's really cool to watch people like fully come here like not knowing a lot of people like there was people today that i've never met before right oh Um, yeah yeah um the one girl janine i've never met her before yeah it's pretty common that we get people that randomly hit us up on social media from people's other posts friends friends. so like coming here and experiencing and like today was a special day like you guys are here like you brought the the sound healing and everything too and we did glass walking which was the first time we did that for everybody um i think i think it doesn't when we were talking about this before it doesn't really hit me you know like i'm so in it and i'm like well it's not perfect Mm -hmm. right Right, right. but what is perfect in this sense like that's and that's just my own stuff like this this unrealistic expectation of perfectionism yeah. And it's funny you say that because that, that's where the imposter syndrome comes on. Because in the moment, I feel alive, right? I'm mm-hmm. just like, wow, look, like this person didn't think they can do it. And, you know, being of service to others and impacting others, I think, you know, is one of the reasons why we got into it. And je- as Jeff mentioned, like the perfectionism, like, oh, is, is this. they're the- obviously not doing it for the money. No, no of course not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, uh, you know, my girlfriend taught me imperfect action and kind of just like figuring it out, you know, and as you go and, um, and I think that's why we partner so well together is, you know, I can envision of like excitement, but like my imposter syndrome or negative self-talk or limited beliefs will hold me back. And Jeff's like, no, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I need that in my life and, and watching other people, have those same conversations with getting to the ice like it's 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 a beautiful thing you know it's important our relationship too because like i struggle with that femininity side of things mm. like i was telling you like i we do a guided meditation before we get into the the wim hof breathing right and uh today the topic was like uh bringing awareness to yourself right and to loving yourself and I feel uncomfortable saying some of these things like being in touch with your body, right? Listen to like, what is a quality of yourself that you like? That, I like that. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. I you know, that. and I struggle with that, but I know I'm safe enough that I can bounce it off of him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he'll be like, why? Right. And then we reflect on it. And it's because like, I have a struggle, struggle talking to myself like that. Mm. Right. So like, it just tells me that like, I need to continue to do this work to get to this level. Right. You know, and keeping myself in the safe space. Like I would share that with other people. Obviously I shared it with you, you know, you know, so like it is a big part of me that wants to continue to work. Right. And I I think that's super important, especially with what's happening nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly in Western society, these concepts of right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very binary, um, I guess pun intended, right? But like, it's a very (laughs) binary like society where like debate class is taught to win or lose Mm -hmm. and it's not taught to come to a more complete Mm -hmm. understanding. Um, and then I think by masculine guys not being afraid to show feminine aspects and still being masculine dudes, I think that's a huge healing thing for society or feminine women not being afraid to push themselves. Cause in my opinion, although you, you basically have to surrender once you're in the ice, that's a masculine aspect. Mm -hmm. It's just jumping in the ice. Mm-hmm. Or just going in a sauna. Like that to me is a m- more masculine. Once you're in it, you have to basically just sit down and surrender. But the actual yeah. attempt of doing it. Um, and then just kind of one more thing to touch on, especially because we've spoken about perfectionism now for the last two days a lot. The, the etymology of perfection or perfect, we've changed it in modern society to be without flaw. But 
that's an, it used to be just complete. So perfect just meant something was complete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we've added the without flaw, which is not realistic. Um, I don't want to say the name of the movie because the name of the movie basically ruins the movie. But um, there's this movie and this guy's getting ready to go do this insane mission. He's about to go kill Hitler, right? Um, and he has this Russian spy who's giving him a shave. And the Russian spy says, if I cut you when I'm shaving, you'll complete your mission and you'll live. But if I do a perfect shave and I don't cut you, you're going to fail and die because nothing is perfect but God. And I was like, oh, that's good. And he says a shave is just a shave until you ask for signs or omens. Mm. And this will no longer be a shave. And he goes, but if I purposely cut you, we each get seven years of bad luck. So he shaves him and then does a perfect shave. So he cuts the guy on purpose and then, like, you know, the kind Mm -hmm. of movie goes off. Um, But I just think that that's an interesting thing, especially, like, as you guys are going, that my build offers just, there is no such thing as flawless. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything in the universe. I know NASA tried to make a perfect ball and they couldn't make one without at least some kind of indents. Like, there's, like, nothing that's perfect or without, quote-unquote, a flaw. Um, Have you seen... I have to imagine you've seen a lot of people embrace their flaws here or like have, have you seen a bunch of like breakthroughs yeah i think you know a, cu- a couple aspects to unpack there um you know one is seeing when you know i always say the two most powerful words that bond people is me too you know and when someone you see someone get vulnerable and share and then someone can identify with that and realize like what they're holding on to like Chances are that we've been through it. Like, you know, Jeff and I are in a, a 12-step program. We're, we're in recovery. And, um, you know, they, they, they say what grows in the dark dies in the light of exposure, you know. And, and watching people not hold on to that is, is, uh, is beautiful, you know. And, and, and kind of backtracking to what you said earlier, want to touch upon was the, the masculine and feminine energy. Like, we have both of that. Every person has both of those polarities in us. And, and for us, you know, you know, for me, like I, I'm an ultra runner. I do triathlons. Like, I, uh, you know, I can be involved in a gym, and it's like, listen, like I can embrace that masculine energy. But I, you know, what I also can do is be in touch with my feelings, be in touch with my emotions, and embrace the feminine energy. And what I realize is when we do things like this, like the breath work, vulnerable sharing, when I can tap into that feminine, it actually allows me to tap into that masculine energy even more. Right. And, and there's this, right. Yeah. And, and there's this phrase that like, you know, the love to make vulnerability alpha, you know, like, because like you're going back to, you said like the, the stereotypes of a vulnerable man is weak. Right. Or, or, and you know, is actually, there's a lot of strength in that, you know, and a lot of, um, now I know I'm kind of answering two questions at once, but that's kind of, that's kind of what came up for me, uh, during that, that like, you know, I can, I'm training for a hundred mile race right now, ran 50, I can run a hundred miles, but also at the same time, identify like why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling or what are my triggers, you know, and what are my insecurities and share that openly with you with confidence, you know? So I mean, you kind of answered it with that, but like, how would you say you've evolved with this or would you say you've evolved? Yeah, I think it's, it's just given a lot of reassurance that I'm on the right path. You know, and, you know, even calling out, like if I'm anxious, typically I get super anxious right before because going back to the perfectionism, I want it to be perfect. <laughs> you know, I want the flowers to look right and I want this to look right. And, and just letting people know where I'm at, like, you know, I'm nervous, you know, and just letting people see me and not needing to put on the persona, like I've got it all together. You know, we, I think as a society, we try to, um, I think it's allowed me to feel safer sharing things because there's always resistance right just because you could get vulnerable and you have the ability it's like a muscle like there's always resistance at a fear of judgment but i think it's it's helped me with that pattern of just raw communication you know that's how we build our relationship right like right. at ice camp you know getting vulnerable and raw right so when these guys walked into the ice camp <laughs> uh daniel and i were the first two there and and when we got there, you know, we go say what's up. I'm talking to Sauna Poppy and I'm talking about these future partnerships and an eagle lands 20 feet from us. I'm like, oh my God, so, we're, so for us, it was like, yo, we're supposed to be here. That's in Sauna Poppy. Sometimes about the eagles, like, oh, that's a sign. Then you guys walk in 
and we're having this crazy conversation and I remember who, but one of you guys, it might've been your brother even, but you guys were just like, all right, we're supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have to imagine since you've started this, you've gotten more breadcrumbs or more mm-hmm. synchronicities. Like, please keep doing yeah. the work. Like, I just got chills thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Cause it's all started. Like this was, it's been like a, just the breadcrumbs just rolling up and it's just become more and more because we started doing, we did Wim Hof class and, and Chris Harrington guided us through some mm-hmm. Wim stuff and uh, and then we were like, oh, we want more. And then we did Ice Camp, right? And, uh, you know, we wrote down in journals and stuff like that. And during the, the Wim class though, I had like this, this epiphany while doing the breath work and I was like, I just feel like we're supposed to do something together. Like, I just feel like we're supposed to do something. And we do the ice camp and I'm like, yo, I, I, like I could bring this, I could do, I could do this. I want to, I want to do this. And then Jake, um, Jake Peranto, like Toronto. I love that too. <laughs> so he was trying to do this, this group, like a man, I guess accountability group. Right. And one of those things was like, what is your one year goal? And at first, at the time, like I, I tore my ACL and everything, and I just wanted to like run ten miles with him in his hundred miler. And I was like, reflecting after they went over, I was like, that's not good enough. And I was like, I want to do this. I was like, I want to build this business. I want to do this, and I want to make this vulnerability alpha, right? And, you know, um, I so wanted to incorporate these things. When we say Jeff's a doer, that was like four months ago, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like he gets things done like because I'll like we talked about I'll slow play things like yeah this is great but I'll get to it you know out of fear of failing you know <laughs> and Jeff uh, does you it. know my mind doesn't stop <laughs> right and honestly when we do these things that's the only time my mind stops yeah and that's a that was a big thing for me when I started doing the ice was just to get that clarity to stop the thoughts you know um, but really like if you tell me you give me an idea I'll figure it out mm. that's like anything in life like you you know build an ice tub right that cools itself or makes ice like all right i'll figure it out like that's just how i went and i think that's part of my masculine like just i'm a problem solver Mm -hmm. right and and that's the beauty right is not losing the masculine just learning Mm -hmm. how to correct take and incorporate the feminine correct interesting you said interesting i'm sorry so it's interesting you say like this masculine like in past relationships i would come off as emotionally cold i was told and, and Danielle, I'm sure, is nodding because she hosts, <laughs> she hosts women's groups and so many women are like, I wish my man knew how to like connect, da 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 mm-hmm. And so we, we're going to take a bunch of the ideas and we're going to you know, pay homage and do our part to bring this on top of what we're doing in Georgia. Because by doing these things, I think this is the way, not the only way, but the way most men can learn because there's masculine aspects, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that's why like explaining like the vagus nerve and the science behind things, you'll attract more masculine men mm-hmm. because there's an empirical evidence mm-hmm. that like there's perform sports performance stuff in yes. this. It's that like if, yeah. you, if that's how you want to get in, like 100% all of this stuff can enhance your sports performance. Breath work, uh running will help your lung capacity, right? The ice bath, lower inflammation, right? Uh sauna will help lower inflammation, increase blood flow, all of these things, push nutrients to all your, all of it. Like so athletes have been doing these things for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I remember Ray Lewis was famous for like being in the ice bath, like all the NFL players just talk about how long he'd sit in there, but we didn't, nobody knew the benefits. It was just mm-hmm. like, he was a badass that would sit in the ice thing forever. It's funny. Cause that's how, that's how I started. Right. Was, uh, I was training for a half Ironman, a 70.3 mile swim bike run and uh, it was during COVID, and um, Jesse Etzler, shout out to Jesse, um, hosted this program in. We Ju- all love you, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> um, hosted this program in July 2020. It was the 30 Days of Excellence program, and he brought Wim Hof on, and I just became instantly fascinated through it, and, and bought his book, The Wim Hof Method. And uh, initially, I just started just doing it to recover my legs because I was working out in the gym, I was swimming, I was biking, I was running, I was boxing at the time. Um, and, uh, 
and so much more came out of it. So I love that you said that. It's like just bringing, you know, that, that sports performance to do that. And eventually, like, our goal is to host men's sessions where there's a little bit more of a primal fighting to it and a little bit more of a respect level um, so, that yeah. could bring that energy to to our, our experience because our goal is to create the retreat experience for people in a couple hours. And I think you'd keep the fighting like the kendo with the women because they actually I feel mm-hmm. like enjoy that more than the men because they don't get to be competitive mm-hmm. and I think you could attract men with the scientific explanations and that will get mm. them and then what they'll actually like will be being able to like secretly be open their feminine side right because mm-hmm. the the concept of writing down what you want to release and then burning it in like the fire mm-hmm. the, I've, I've never seen it other than like Danielle like in like her witchy friends doing, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. doing like doing that stuff. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, but I think you do that. Hey, you know, this is a metaphor, but it also, your brain connects with it and now you're mm-hmm. releasing it. And so fire in like plant medicine world is grandfather spirit, but also, um, our ayahuasca Taita has taught us that fire represents heaven and cold represents hell. Um, cause fire is the transformation and it's warmth and it's, you're with, um, like that's how you get to the next level and cold is the isolation. So like it, for whatever reason it got changed and mistranslated, but fire was like the warmth and all these different things. So like when you release it, my guess on that would be energy is never like, it can never be getting rid of, but it'd be transformed. Mm-hmm. Right. So like whatever you're releasing will be transformed ideally to like its higher self. George wants to get in. <laughs> um, I, I, that's just a, a suggestion. Um, but either way, the, what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. Um, and we kind of touched on it, but like, what are you? What's your ultimate goal on what you're trying to achieve? Yeah, and I think just kind of echoing the the retreat experience in, you know, a few hours because most people, you know, I'll say this: going on retreats. Um, there's a feeling that you get like a, a natural high that like you're there and the connection and, and when you're leaving and that you can bring with you into your life and you know sometimes it's, it's you can't take a full weekend right people have children people have jobs they can't they can't afford to travel you know uh, to Costa Rica or Mexico or even across the United States right and uh, so our goal is to create that experience for people for a couple hours on a weekend take a sunday out and reset um and then ultimately we'd love to host you know like maybe some sort of weekend or um you know six half day kind of retreat uh and incorporate you know like jeff is certified in guiding people on walking on fire and incorporating that and you know like a farm to table food experience and you know yoga and things like that as you were saying that um, like an image flashed across my mind and I primarily think in words so like whenever I see an image like it's profound to me but I was picturing my buddies in like upstate New York and what you guys are doing right is Danielle and I bring this back with us to Georgia but all mm-hmm. these different people making like weekend retreats because the issue with sometimes people can't afford like the big retreats mm-hmm. But if you make this like a weekend retreat and, and all these different people do this, right? And, and ideally, anybody that's listening, I would say come and visit these guys and see what they're doing. But people being those flame carriers mm-hmm. um, or torch bearers, whatever you want to call it, in their different areas and all these different areas having these like little retreat houses. I mean, it's church. It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's two or more gathered in my name, right? Like, um, and you guys are saying like, you know, you want to make vulnerable alpha so the the greek are you guys familiar with most people aren't but are you guys familiar with the greek um goddess psyche Mm-mm. okay so it's interesting we associate what do you guys associate psyche with your mind your mind right yeah it's actually she's the goddess of the soul but mm. the soul is the soul and the mind um and she starts off not as a goddess and my concept on that is like so when you guys are letting people connect to their authentic selves I think the reason why there's so much mental health crisis in this country is people are cut off from their authentic selves or aka their soul 
right? Mm-hmm. And allowing people because, and I think that's where this trans movement's happening, there's been this cut off, it's A or B. Versus like, you can be primarily A with a bit of B, right? Or mm-hmm. primarily B with a bit of A, like with whatever. But um, it's the concept of the Greek goddess Psyche. She starts off and she's immortal and she's a princess. Um, and she's more beautiful than Aphrodite. So Aphrodite gets jealous, sends her son Eros, who's the god of love in Rome, is like Cupid, uh, um, to kill her. He can't because she's too beautiful. So he hides her in this cave and he makes this cave more beautiful than any kingdom ever. And he feeds her and gives her all these things, but like the rule is she has to be blindfolded because he, she can't see. So Eros feels bad for her um, because she's all alone and he brings her sisters to her, to her. And her sisters are like, what kind of monster hides themselves? This guy's probably a freak. It's a monster. It's somebody terrible. <clears throat> you need to get away from this. Da, 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 da. So she pretends she falls asleep one night and then takes her mask off and sees the man she loves and it's Eros, the most beautiful man ever. And she's like, oh my God, this is incredible. Eros runs away. Aphrodite and then um, Psyche chases Eros Aphrodite finds out that she's not dead and is furious and sets up these three impossible tasks for her to do one of them is like has to separate these things of wheat and find like these impossible separate things of wheat and these ants come and she's like nice to them and the ants separate it for her mm. and then the next is um, I don't remember the exact thing but it's like one of them has to do with like uh has to get like the the golden fleece from the ram that like Jason got um and she can't get to it so something some other animal helps her and gets it and then the third one she has to go to the underworld and get back this box um she and when she does she like looks in and falls asleep and then arrows goes and pleads and brings her back with love and then Zeus is so impressed that he allows her to become a goddess but like if you really break down what does that archetype of that story mean, it's the goddess of love will get jealous of our souls because of how beautiful it is, right? So it's been forced to hide in a cavern. But by following the breadcrumbs of the signs and allowing things to just happen and do it, then we end up becoming united with the god of love or the goddess of love or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what you guys are doing is you're unlocking people's psyches. And I mean that, I, that's also why psychedelics are psychedelics because it's a, soul plant it's the mind but it's like the, the connection and I think what we've done in modern society due to whatever reasons medications and hormones and food and stuff and then also categorizing things I think we've cut people off from like expressing or exploring their true selves and I think what you guys have created in zero to hundred is an opportunity for people to to do that does, does that make sense yeah Makes complete Yeah. It's, um, so I mean, and that's kind of like one of the things you guys are trying to do. How did you get to this, this place of doing that? I think, you know, recovery has a big part mm-hmm. to that. So like that, that self help, self development, in reality, like we're not doing it alone. A lot of that stuff, you know, and knowing that, uh, you know, we have help so like we always had this vulnerability between each other and I think it's funny because we talked about this today like we lost that in a sense and mm-hmm. we, and you know like I was training for a bodybuilding competition and he was my support on that and we just met right and um, you know and it's like me, like cultivated from that point and uh, we were both doing well making like a decent amount of money and I feel like we put that as a priority money property prestige yeah Yeah. and that's usually the downfall of everything and we put all that stuff before personal development and I think thinking that because I'm making well into six figures or we can afford these things and do these strategy trips that do nothing but like just like fill this fake 
Boy. external uh, yeah. solution for an internal problem. We ne- when all that stuff <laughs> came crashing down, <laughs> we were lost. Yeah, co- COVID hit us hard. You know, you know? it hit me both us, us financially, and and we were left with a hole. And it's funny because that's when I started my, I would say, second personal development journey. Because the first one is when, you know, I was actively using and couldn't get clean and ended up homeless panhandling for money and in rehab nine times and hitting that bottom and then getting clean like Jeff said getting life together ego coming and then <clears throat> thinking I'm somebody buying $500 Burberry shorts uh, shirts and Ferragamo shoes and then COVID hit and I'm like wow I can't afford this you know and I was barely surviving at the time and um realizing that like there was that internal void that you know, looking to fill. And I think, you know, as we've had that foundation of personal development, it just led that we added things like this to complement what we're doing in our 12-step fellowship. And I love what you said, like, uh, follow the breadcrumbs. And that's something that I got from you at Ice Camp. And um, I think that's been the biggest driver in continuing what we're doing because we get little moments of reassurance that like we're on the right path Mm -hmm. you know like for example we were at the ice camp and uh there was i was at a very transitional time in my life and um you know there's always that resistance of not knowing what you're walking into and i think we 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 got there and within five minutes we were diving into childhood trauma (laughs) we were we were having deep connections and like at that moment i was like i'm home these are my people, you know, like, I don't care what you do for work, like doing whatever you do for work doesn't define you as a human, right? And, uh, and I want to know who you are as a human. And, uh, you know, little moments like that is like, okay, this is my tribe, you know, and, um, and following moments like that, or, you know, it's interesting. Because at that moment at the nice camp, both of us financially shouldn't have been doing shouldn't that. have been there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I, I yeah. didn't work for six months because I hurt my knee and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh no shit. Yeah. So both of us <laughs> were like, probably shouldn't do this, but like we felt like we we needed something, you know. And you say it all the time, like an ego death, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think we both needed that to really humble ourselves. I needed to be humbled. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I was lucky enough to have a foundation to, to fall back on so it, like it didn't destroy me. And that's that's what I think you guys are doing is so important is you're giving people a foundation mm-hmm. because there's a pendulum to life. Like mm-hmm. no matter how prepared, no matter how good life is, there's going to be something that happens that makes it hard. So you guys, I mean, that's beautiful. So like basically you guys had that foundation jumped in when you guys technically shouldn't have Mm -hmm. but the difference is you know for anybody that's thinking about doing things like this is all i can say is you'll almost never i mean unless it's blood money like you'll almost never regret investing Mm -hmm. on your personal growth Mm -hmm. and that that like gives you tools of something that you can hold on to right you might regret going out and getting beers with the boys if you're strapped because you probably aren't going to gain something mm-hmm. unless you get that one time you meet that guy that you needed to meet or something but you can't bank on that but if you go to something like this you're like I'm going to learn some skills and I think what you guys are doing is great too you're doing very similar to the way you know Built to Breathe Sauna Poppy Jake Matt I, I love the way they put it together it was a very structured mm-hmm. we're teaching you this is how we want you to do it I'm mm-hmm. going to take a walk silence things like that and I think what you guys are doing is, is, is absolutely amazing um, something that Justin asked people and he mentioned it yesterday. I absolutely love it. You want to say the question you said you asked people? Yeah. So like one of my favorite questions I've learned to going back to, you know, when you meet someone, what's the first question? People use like, what do you do for work? Right. And it's like, that doesn't define me, man. Like, and I think we've, we've put this stigma on what you do for work defines who you are as a person, you know? And, uh, one of the things like, you know, talking about, you know, and, uh, and I'll, I'll backtrack a second before answering that question is, um, learning to embrace my authentic self start that ice cap and continues on that journey. And, and who I am as a person is I like deep, vulnerable, meaningful connections and, and what you're going through. And, um, you know, so now, you know, for the most part, when I meet someone, the first thing I ask them is, is what are you passionate about, right? And, and when you ask that question versus what do you do for work or where are you from, um, there is a very different conversation, right? Like their spirit rises, 
their um, their tonality changes. They get excited about it, and um, it just changes the dynamic of the death, or it changes the dynamic of the start of the foundation of that relationship. And it's and it's important too because on the other end of the the, the spectrum, I'll probably say most people have never been asked that question. That's what I was going to ask. It, two different things pop in mind. One, what Jeff said, you know, how you enter the ice is how it receives you. Mm-hmm. If you enter meeting somebody with what are you passionate about, they must receive you so differently than everybody mm-hmm. else at that at that coffee or table. Or yeah, you know, whatever. And, and I'll even frame it with like, you know, because people aren't expecting that, right? So I'm, I always will say like, listen, I'm going to ask you the first question I ask everybody when I first meet them. And it's almost that frame of creating that like, okay, something different's coming, you know? And then, uh, and when they don't know, like... it's a good frame. Yeah, like, and it's just like, you know, when they don't know, it's like, oh, I don't know, but making them feel safe. And that's what we like to do is we want to make people feel safe regardless. So it's like, oh, it's okay. Like, listen, I've been there. I didn't know what I didn't, uh, was passionate about, you know, and then that makes them feel a little bit more safe in an insecure potential thing. And I think a lot of what we do here is how we frame things, right? And, uh, you know, for example, when we start out, you know, we always start out with acknowledging their courage that it took for them to sit and get ready to jump into the ice, right? Because there's always resistance there. And, you know, Jeff lives pretty far out in Long Island. So there's a, it's a good, good drive for most people. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to create plausible yet untrue reasons to not follow through with what their intention is. And setting that frame of, you know, acknowledging that courage and setting that frame you know, to them where it's like, listen, is anybody feeling resistant? Like I feel resistant. I've done this. I've done jumped in the ice over hundreds of times. And I think it never gets easier. Never gets easier. The resistance always there, you know, going back to my buddy Lenny, you know, he, he always says you got to recertify every, every time. And, um, um, you know, I think it's important to answer this question in probably a long way. It, it's important to frame things. The way you frame things creates safety. In, the, in in you know how you say it, the tonality of say of what you say, and, and I think that's what's important and what we offer that experience is whether it's asking different questions that people aren't used to asking or diving deeper into like saying something. Because most of the time when people talk, they are waiting for you to end to talk about themselves, or sometimes they'll they'll you know instead of diving deeper, right? So I think you know that's super important. I have my own view on it, but I'm curious on your guys' view. Why do you think it is that you could say something that's 100% accurate and maybe not you, maybe we'll say 100% accurate and helpful and necessary, but if you don't frame it the right way, not only will people not receive it, but they'll want to kill you or mm-hmm. whatever. Why do you think that is? It's, uh, that's human nature. Yeah. It's undeniably. I guess I would need a little more context. Because it depends on this, I feel like it's the space, how they identify me, you know? Um, I think that's why important how our delivery in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, like, some of these, a lot of these people know us already. So, like, a lot of times I'll divulge that I'm in recovery. I don't always do that because mm-hmm. there's still that perception of, like, I was a junkie, right? And I stole from people and I hurt those close to me. And then, so I'll share that. But I also, go into like yo i was at a really low point in my life not too long ago you know and i and i'll say that like i still struggle with those things now right i'll instantly bring in this like deep letting you know that like i'm raw you know and i think if i give that 100 percent accurate information by divulging some stuff about myself it'll be a little more open if you don't know me and I'm like, well, this is how this goes, and that's how that goes. Mm-hmm, right. And you're like, well, what is it? What do you? What does your opinion matter? Or anything? Because it's an, you think it's just an opinion, even though you could fact check it. But like, what? Who are who are you? Yeah, leading yeah. leading through action, and I think uh, it's a really good question. I've been trying to reflect on it, and and I'm sure a different answer would come up as I process it further. Um, but I think, like Jeff said, the space that you're in, but. I think it comes into ego, right? And, you know, them thinking like, oh, like I don't, you know, telling me what to do. And also sometimes the messenger blurs the message, right? It could yeah, be coming yeah. from the person that you don't like, you yeah, know? Yes. Um, or, uh, you know, I think it's, it's important 
to when you have a conversation with someone, um, acknowledgement, you know, my girlfriend and I were watching this uh, coaching call, acknowledgement and appreciation prior to, you know, saying something that's hard, right? You know, um, and that could be in like an, an argument or, or anything, you know, is uh, it, it releases the tension and the resistance, you know? Um, so uh, I don't know. I'm sure that I'm, I'm probably going to sit in my car. I'm like, damn, I should have said that for that answer. But uh, <laughs> no, no, that's no. what initially came up for me, you know, as I think. Uh, I like to think of the podcast is like ceremony, like whatever happens is supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's my perfection. Like, oh, I should have said the right thing at the right time, right? But whatever you said was, was yeah. the right thing. Um, and the reason I, I asked that question is I think I've gotten dramatically better at it. But in the past, especially I ironically now because I'm like everything I do is like based off intuition and like feeling but I came from a hyper like black and white school of thought like mm -hmm. very logic um, and and in the ayahuasca ceremony it was like Luke even though you always speak truth because like I, at 21 I was like I can never lie again I'm like I always have to be honest if you don't follow proper protocols and you don't respect like the guidelines you're a fucking monster mm -hmm. and I was just like oh <laughs> like, like oh okay well I'm trying to help and it was like doesn't matter the way you do it won't be received and and the reason why I like have a podcast called Out of the Cave is my first college I think it was my first college class it was definitely in my first week of college um, it was a philosophy and it was a Plato's Allegory of the Cave um, are you guys familiar with that? no I'm not so it, I absolutely love it. So it's like what I call it, out of the cave. But it's, it's supposed to be like Socrates' whole thing, uh, justice, and in it they go into this allegory of the cave, and the concept of it is modern Western world. Um, and in it, people are they think they're it's tied to a stake, and they're looking at shadows on a wall. For the listeners, I explain this probably every podcast, but whatever you guys can have to listen to it again. <laughs> um, so they're looking at shadows on the wall. And then the first person gets off and he sees the fire the, for like, and he, oh my God, he gets terrified and goes back to the stake. The next person gets off, sees the fire, looks up again and sees the puppet master behind it making the shadows, gets terrified and runs back. Third person gets by the fire, the puppet master runs out, gets out of the cave and is like, oh my God, there's a whole world out here. I can't wait to go show these people. And he brings fire back into the cave and shows people to the stake and it hurts their eyes so they get off the stake and kill them. And like that's like the concept of what happened to Socrates, Jesus, um, all these different people that are trying to force truth upon others, and it's not received, and usually they end up getting assassinated or things like that. And it, it goes to tie back into Jesus, you know, like don't throw pearls before, before swine, unless they trample them and throw them back at you. But it, it's interesting. So that's like one way, like the esoteric is like you don't share everything with everyone that's not ready for them. Mm but also how you share it could be a huge thing too mm -hmm. that, that yeah. oftentimes it's it's funny you say that um it, you know it, we try to go the route of attraction not promotion because when you're super excited about something and you're like i have this feeling you need to have this feeling and x y and z this is why you should do it right and um even with best of intentions right right even when people reach out to us on on social media you know i think there's a, a going back and tying it even more together that the frame of you know there, there's curiosity there for a while i mean i feel like it's always the first thing like this is fucking crazy like you're jumping in ice or you're walking on glass and then consistency creates curiosities wow these people are still doing it i'm seeing more people do it you know and then there is something in them that sparks curiosity to action right and when someone reaches out to us right like first thing i'll do is i'll i'll acknowledge them like hey listen i want to acknowledge your courage it takes just to reach out you know i mean that's great you know yeah and like it, it's learning to fan that flame of desire and I think with something as outside the box as some of the things that we're doing, right? It's it's important to to nurture that because it's like you can't respond like, oh my god, yes, you got to do this, the ice, blah, blah blah. You know, it's like, hey, listen, if you feel called to, you know, this is when we're doing it. Or um, there are people that will say, hey, we're, we're, we can't wait to go and blah, blah blah. I'm like, all right, absolutely, man. Like whenever you want. Like, you know, it's it, it's uh, it's just very interesting. You know, like just the way to frame 
you know that conversation and not push it on someone right so how did you guys learn that because it took me forever because I used to do it like with the best of intentions mm-hmm. see I'm I'm very good at people watching right and analyzing their body language and watching how people perceive things so a lot of the times I'm not a big talker honestly like I'm capable of having super deep conversations but I don't I'm not a talker like him <laughs> yeah. snow, snow leopard yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I can read people right that's why I think I like poker so much okay. <laughs> right but like arms crossed they're resistant right legs crossed they're resistant they're, they're a little closed off right where you can see how people look at things and how they with the breath specifically on, and I watch people when they breathe and how they're breathing how they're opening up and like I can tell where they're resistant in things. So being able to read somebody's body language tells me in a sense of like, are you capable of having these conversations? Right. Mm. So like part of being in recovery is like you have opportunities to speak in places. And as I'm speaking, I'm making eye contact with everybody and I can see who's in it. Like if somebody's leaned over, right. They're into it. They're into what you have to say. Like they're engaged right now if somebody's leaned back a little bit more they're not letting you in <laughs> <laughs> i'm just cold right now <laughs> you know but like then women crossing their legs and you know or a man spread you know making room for himself he's trying to dominate his masculinity and show that he's like being you know so like knowing these things has led to me to know whether I, like somebody's capable of having this conversation with me. Have you ever been in a group of people when you're in a circle and you start having a difficult conversation with them? The person that you're talking to and having this conversation slowly creeps out of the circle. They're not ready to hear whatever you have to hear. Mm. Like if next time you, you talk to somebody and have these conversations, like just take a moment to like really just look at them or if they're not capable of looking you in the eyes, there's some there might be some like shame or guilt that going on or some uncomfortability on the conversation mm. that you're having. So it's like learning to respect those things, like the subtleties and stuff. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you learn that stuff? On a side note though, I, um, I have heard from somebody cause a lot of times when I'm thinking and I'm like really entertaining things is I go like this mm-hmm. and Janine driver, who's like a, one of the top behavior people said like, this could be closed off, but it could also be like contemplating. She said, like, certain... Well, but, not, I'm, but, but I'm also leaning forward, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. like, if you're like this, and but you're in thought. Like, you're like, all right, well, I'm not going to let anything in in the moment because I'm thinking about something. Oh, okay, I'm blocking you know? everything else out. Because yeah. a lot of times when I'm, like, deep in thought, I'll do this. And and, I th- and I'm like, I hope people don't think I'm, like, blocked off. Because I've, mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. But how did you learn that? Did you just observe or did you read or... Observing people, right? Well, my my, my issue is, like, trusting people and allowing people in so how do i defend myself against those things right who do i warrant as safe okay right so a big part i mean it's a little off top but a big part of this what we're doing is allowing me to notice things like the breath work and and just stripping all these layers that i've we talked about masks yesterday like stripping all the masks back all the layers back to reveal like you know what What's wrong with me mm. because like sometimes like I, I would talk about like i would feel like i have this sh- like coat of armor on that you can't see but it's there you're only going to get so deep because i'm not going to allow you to penetrate me and what is that from that's interesting i i secretly in minnesota thought that you were more closed off and observing mm-hmm. but like but like cool and like very thoughtful but i was like i feel like jeff's more closed off and just observing everybody mm. Yes. So that's uh, that's actually accurate. Yeah, you nailed them right on the head. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm very calm and poised. Yeah, no, dude, you were super part of everything. And I like I'll, I can engage in things, um, but like again, like I, there there takes some time for that. Just because there's not enough time. In yeah, this yeah, Podcast yeah. to talk about. That. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that I'm uncovering by doing this consistently. Like it's my own mental health, right? You know, a big push for men's mental health. It, you know, it was a big part of why we do this too. And, and the beautiful thing too is for everybody listening is like, that doesn't have to change. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's just becoming aware of why, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, all right, cool, I'm gonna hold on to this, or maybe I'm not. But like, a lot of times people think they have to change their core personality aspects, and a lot of times people come and do ceremonies with us. Be like, oh, you know, I don't want to change. It's like, then you won't. Mm-hmm. Like, you just might become more aware of why you do certain things. Um, and, and that's such a powerful thing is teaching, allowing them to learn about themselves mm-hmm. by embracing these challenges. Um, you, you really are able to kind of unlock these things. And, and you guys are attracting without promoting. Um, if you had like one ultimate goal, which you have plenty, and we've stated a bunch of them. What do you think your ultimate goal for each of you with, with this is? You don't have to say life, but like with mm-hmm. zero to 100. Mm, good question. I, I really like the safe space. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to see how far it can go. Like, every single person has a story, right? That's the cool thing about podcasts, right? You get to hear everybody, like, Feelings all come from core amount of feelings like happiness, sad, right? All those things. Um, but we we all go through them, right? But how we go through them, how the things that happen to us that go through them are all different, right? And I think when we start to strip back some of the layers, we build this bond, you know, um, that's not through social media. Like, I'm, we're not just Facebook friends, right? Right. You know, like, we're building these core beliefs that we believe in. And I think every human being, somewhere deep down, all wants to get to this level, whether they know it or not. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think all the things, all our stories have built these layers up that are resistant to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes men more than women. I think men are actually more sensitive than women to a lot of things. Um, and in modern society, we've stripped away the safety to show those emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, because like in ancient, again, I, I was a history guy in ancient Greek times, like a big part of Achilles story is him crying after his lover dies, like just openly weeping and like, and like Alexander the great and all these guys were just openly super emotional. Um, and in modern society is we're still supposed to be the protectors, but we're not supposed to reveal our emotions. Stoic. Yeah. 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 Like this hardened face, like, and there's a time and place for that, Mm -hmm. but there's also like having places like this, having time and place for the other, I think is is super powerful. So just love what you guys are doing. Yeah. I think, um, like kind of like piggyback off the ultimate goal is being the bridge to the gap of who you are and who you want to become, you know, um, and challenging your limited beliefs, changing the narrative in your head, right? So when you're walking on glass, your thought is that you're going to get cut and you're going to get hurt. And I always say like, I thought that, right, right. And, and you, the, what you feel from the first step to the last step, there is a completely different narrative, you know? So by doing things that you didn't think you can do, let that bleed into other areas of your life. But like, also like what other story, like Tony Robbins, I used to work for Tony Robbins, uh, always says the reason why you're not getting what you want is because the story that you keep telling yourself. So how can we help you smash narratives in your head, limited beliefs um, by challenging you? So, you know, to use our space to navigate how to do that, bridge that gap and become the person that you ultimately want to become. I think that would be my ultimate like mm-hmm. you know vision with this it's interesting because i've been working on these like 30-day programs six-week programs right to really build a foundation of like because I, I want you to take something home from mm-hmm. here yeah like you can't obviously like unless you buy cold plunge and the sauna i mean you do breath work on your own and i think that's maybe the next step and where we're going mm-hmm. is like a zero to 100 app or something. yeah yeah or just even like a, a like a simple thirty day digestible program, like not too much because people are scared of commitment. Dude, th- yeah, thirty days is perfect for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of those people. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's perfect. Like my challenges, I do like Danielle tell you like all the challenges I do are usually thirty day challenges, mm-hmm. and they build up to something. 
put like a six month or one year challenge, I, I'm not going to curse myself to put it out there, but, um, fuck it, I will, is I gave up drinking for this whole year mm-hmm. and I haven't. And I'm a guy that grew up in the pubs and stuff like that and, and drank quite a bit. And my thing was I wanted to elevate. Um, so anything that held me down, like granted, I was just crushing your kids' chips, but um, <laughs> definitely, so I was I'll definitely regain some weight this time. I was weeks. taking down some cosmic but, brownies. Yeah, so but um, <laughs> I was down about 20 pounds up until that, this vacation started for the year. Um, I wanted to get rid of anything that held me down. Since alcohol is a depressant, mm. it pulls you down. I was like, anything that yeah. I'm going to elevate. Um, and I think a beautiful thing to end with is actually what we started with yesterday. Um, and I'm, I'm actually happy we had the technical errors because I've enjoyed all of our conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think you knew how to say it. How do you say hello again in su- Swahili? Sabwana. Or sub- Sabwana? Sabwana. But it's, it's I see you. Mm-hmm. So the, And again, I think what you guys are doing is you're allowing people to be, you're seeing them and they're happy to be seen. Mm-hmm. And that's such a, a powerful way for people to like greet each other. It's like, I see you. And then the next person says, it's great to be seen. Mm-hmm. So I see you guys and, and, you know, hopefully it's great to be seen on, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thanks so much. You know, I, I know I'm speaking for Danielle, but we had a phenomenal time and, and really enjoyed these podcasts and, and the whole experience. Much love, bro. So, oh, um, how can people, and we'll have Jacob, when we send him that in, <laughs> thank you, Jacob. Um, <laughs> how can they find you on social media? We'll have him tag it on there, anyways. Uh, J Eber three eight nine J E B E R three eight nine on Instagram. Yes, yeah, same Instagram is J McClafferty twenty. So J M C C L A F F E R T Y two zero. Okay, awesome, awesome, and another episode of Free Game Productions. Free game. <laughs>